Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 3 of the Hot Topic with Ant and Danny. I'm Ant. I'm Danny. Great introduction there Danny, <laughs> loving your work. Really involved today. I went say. full ham on that one and you just barely got out of bed for it. I'm disgusted with you. I'm sorry I'll improve as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're actually going to do a secondary overseas podcast, so it's kind of like part two of the, the last one that we did, because it was quite a lot of topics that we didn't manage to cover. Like, but this is something we did for a decade, yeah. so to fit everything into an episode of a podcast was always going to be a tough Yeah, assignment. especially as we, we don't really want them to last much longer than 30 minutes, because... For me, I my um, like concentration span just doesn't last. Mine doesn't even last thirty minutes. Longer than that, five if you're um, lucky. I'm impressed when people can manage to keep a very engaging conversation going for longer than that on a podcast. But that's not something that I can do. I just feel like I I'm know. going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> So rude. And he wonders why I'm reluctant sometimes. Because <laughs> I know he's just going to be mean to me. No, no. This, it's only on the podcast. In real life, um, you're just the luckiest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't admit that on a podcast. <laughs> okay. So we talked mostly about guests last time so we're gonna flip it over a little bit and we're gonna start with a couple of stories about about our staff and it's mostly from when we were team leader or manager yeah above this because this is where the juicy shit comes out well, this yeah, is of course you're in and amongst it when you're mm. um entry level front facing um entertainer rep childcare rep and so um when you become a team leader or manager you start having to deal with um uh, questionable behaviour and things like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really nice way of putting it. I know, I'm diplomatic. Um, in the course of a season, like a, a season being middle of April till end of October, um, of an entire workforce, I'd say you lose 50%. For either through them not enjoying the job, yeah. not, it not being what they thought it was, and them just leaving of their own volition, or... They're not good human beings yeah. to be doing that sort of a job. Um, it does make you or break you that kind of the mm. job. It's very difficult because, like we said before, if you most people do start the job of a younger age. I know that when you started, you was a little bit older. I was twenty-four. When I started, I was nineteen, and so were most of the people that come out overseas now. Then they're always like just out of college, or um, maybe just slightly older and just out of uni, or kind of like performance school. Mm. But it's very, it's a very different change in lifestyle that maybe they're not used to or expecting. They don't have the worry of their parents around them, so they can pretty much do what they want to in to a degree. For for a lot of them, it is their first time away from mum and dad. Yeah, and they don't necessarily know how to moderate that sort of freedom. Like they think I'm out there, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And yeah. so they kind of do. Yeah, exactly. And this is why as a manager, especially from team leader, it's not so bad, but as a manager, you do become like a surrogate parent yeah. to the younger, the younger people doing I had a lot of teenagers calling me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> not appropriate. No, but it's true. But, and not even in the way that I implied. No, like for real. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Daddy aunt. Yeah. Just because they need that that 
that support that maybe they didn't ex think they would need when they started the job. But yeah. there are some incredible people that come and do this job. It's it's not always difficult people, mm. but it sometimes can be. It's just some personalities don't mix well together in a team. So sometimes it's not because anyone's being difficult or awkward. It's just because those people yeah. don't work well together. I like the 1%, one, 1%, one probably less than 1% are just full on mental. Yeah. Like I've had people um, lock themselves in a storeroom and when I've gone in there, they've thrown boxes at me yeah. to, and telling me to fuck off uh, because they've, they've just lost it. Yeah. And that's uh, obviously those ones, there's, there's, a gentle touch you have to go in there with and be like okay clearly you've you've gone over what some sort of precipice here and yeah. you you've you've lost your your mind and whatever i don't know what how to describe that but beyond what would be a reasonable sort of response to 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 what they were doing um so you've got to go in gently but also you've got to kind of send them home because that environment has broken them to yeah. that that's made them do that but in the company that we worked for we had very strict guidelines and very clear procedures that we had to follow if things um had gotten out of hand mm. if if there was things you needed to investigate or go to a disciplinary for yeah and it was very clear it was very um very corporate but well, it was a way that educated us when we became team leaders and managers what the frontline workers the, the 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 people that we managed probably don't realize is we get trained every season before they come out on how to manage and part yeah. of that is um discipline yeah motivating the teams and also disciplining them when they do step out of line um so they there's times when we've had to take disciplinary action and they thought Oh, it's because you don't like me or whatever. And the truth is, for the vast majority of the people that have ever worked for me in, and I've been, you know, in the capacity of a manager, I haven't given two shits about that's this. That, that is the truth. Like yeah. whether they've done a, a good job or not, I don't really care about them as people. I just want them to do a good job. And whatever they do outside of work, that's on them. I don't want to know. Other managers wanted to know everything. Like, what they were drinking, where they were drinking, who they were sleeping with, uh, who they weren't sleeping with. They just wanted we to be in like, on that. Yeah, we, we kind of, when because we were together in the last quite last few seasons, I think we had our own bubble and we very much had a very clear work-life balance yeah. towards the last couple of years that we worked um, overseas because we're a couple, we're managers, and then like uh, your staff and our staff if we lived near any of our hotels those staff you potentially might see on a night out but we're boring and very antisocial um <laughs> and so we didn't really go out that wasn't that our much. scene though that wasn't our scene yeah was... it's also like are you like pushing to the top end of the 20s and like 30s rather than when i started i hadn't got the stamina to go out and drink all that uh, every night and <laughs> be able to get up and go to work the next day. I was very much more about chilling out in our pool up on the roof yeah. <laughs> and having maybe a couple of beers up there and not having to worry about having a hangover the next day. Mm. But that's what they want to do. That's what they enjoy. That's fine. As long as it doesn't affect the job. That was the, exactly. big, that was the biggest thing, mostly for me. Yeah. If the team were underperforming, it's also a way to make sure that they, they changed that. Was it Was it an attitude thing or was it actually maybe they're not capable yeah, like i said job. as long as they as long as they did the job i yeah. wasn't asked about what they were doing oh, outside yeah, of absolutely. the hotels and yeah. whatnot yeah i mean that was kind of like each to their own but then habits. there were there were some people that would that would and that would get involved with them to a certain yeah. degree and you're like uh, you know if that's the way you want to manage it's for me i always thought of it as them being a bit immature and not letting go of that like Maybe. they're now managers 
they, they use can, that position of power to like kind of manipulate no, those situations. No, but it can be lonely. And, if you think about it on the flip side, if we didn't have each other, we'd be on our own over there. And as a manager, it can be quite lonely if you don't live near, especially in somewhere like Mallorca, which is huge. You don't have, sometimes you don't have that many managers around you that if you're, if you've got the opportunity and you get on with your team, I don't think there's anything wrong with socializing with your team to a, to a degree. I think yeah. you, you can like, I, there's a line though there's just, a line you can't be getting that wasted oh, yeah. and making an ass out of yourself and then the next morning going in and saying uh you need to do your job better yeah i know yeah that that makes it that blurs the lines a little bit mm. so that does make it difficult but it just wasn't that wasn't for us no. but it's like it was nothing wrong with socializing with the team because i feel like i would feel lonely if we didn't have each other so i'd want to have, have friends and if you can't have manager friends then you kind of need team or team leaders and things like that. But yeah, it does make it really difficult to manage if you cross that line, I think. Because when you have that distance, it makes it a little bit easier to go in and manage them. So across the season, there are um, certain stories, certain individuals that will always kind of be a go-to story yeah. for for. for places we've yeah, worked and people we've worked with for me one that worked out really well because i benefited financially <laughs> from it um so it was mallorca i think it was 2000 and it was 15, 15? yeah 2015 in mallorca we were second year team leaders by yeah that point. yeah and uh, it was about halfway through the season. Would you say it was about June, July? Yeah, I think it was just, I don't know if it was- a bit was of a mid-season? Because it was when you, the, the night that you actually sprained your ankle. I know, yeah. So I think that was the end of July. Yeah, it must have been around that time. Yeah, so we'd, we'd arranged for uh, the entertainers from some of our hotels to go to um, a horse riding ranch mm -hmm. in, in Mallorca uh, called Rancho Grande. And there was two options of what you could do. One was you could ride a horse around a trail and yeah. it was all pretty, like a cowboy. It was pretty fun. That's what I did. I yeah, think that's so what I you did. did. I didn't go in the, the, the higher group like you though. The, yeah, nah, I, I went off galloping down the beach because I'm a cowboy. Yeah, I just tried. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the alternative for that, if you didn't fancy riding a horse at all, was just being pulled around on the sangria wagon. Yeah. And this was just basically an old kind of a, a wagon. Yeah. And on that, there was a dude with a guitar. He would play, he'd strum along, he'd sing some songs. And in the middle of this wagon was just, it must have been about 30 litres of sangria. It was crazy the amount they would, well, you'd see him loading it on. Yeah. Cooler after cooler. <laughs> yeah. Sangria, sangria, sangria. Um, so a few of the entertainers went on the sangria wagon. Yeah. And this one lad, won't name him, um, it's going to be difficult not to, to call him, I'll just call him Rep X. Yeah. Uh, and Rep X, um, was, he had a reputation for getting really wasted, like. Quite fast. Re really wasted well. really quick. Because he would drink everything really fast. He weren't like he was quite small, but yeah. it weren't like he was, well, couldn't handle his alcohol. It was more that he would just drink do you in remember, quick succession. Do you remember at training? Prior yes. to that, like, the, yes. there was a gala night yeah. and he took uh, a bottle of Evian yeah. in, but the bottle of Evian 
It wasn't a normal size one. It was like a half a litre. And no one would have known, but he was going around to all the team leaders, go and smell this. Yeah. <laughs> it was full of vodka. Yeah. So it he drank like... half a litre of vodka. And anyway, that night he passed out. So yeah. that should have been a big red flag about what was going to happen. Because he got on the sangria wagon and he got blitzed off sangria. Yeah. He could barely walk after the, the, the trip around this trail. Yeah. So obviously we can't drink anything before you go on the horse. See, like on the horse trail either. So... They're all like coming off the sangria wagon a little bit tipsy and this person like really he wasted. Barely can walk. And we're all like, oh no, now we need to like play catch up. Yeah. So we, we, we sit down on the table, we're, we're necking drinks, trying to catch up with these guys. But then Rep X is also necking the yeah, same drinks. Still drinking, yeah. Despite being that ridiculously wasted. Anyway, um, as we're sat at this table drinking, uh, the one of the ranch people come over and say, we've got a mechanical bull. Uh, do you guys want to sign up? It's like a, a euro ago. And we're like, ah, oh, yeah, totally. We're entertainers. We want to do the mechanical bull because it's hilarious. So um, we all kind of, when it's time to go, we, we finish our drinks. We go over to this mechanical bull and um, everyone's having their go. And Rep X actually nips off to the bathroom mm -hmm. before his go. Not on his own, by the way. We had to... And, yeah, and had to carry him. He, he vommed, he puked up in, in the bathroom. This glorious, it looked like Vimto was yeah. just coming out of his mouth. It was great. Um, and I was, we were like, listen, Repex, you, you need to like just chill out, not go on this mechanical bull. Yeah. Uh, he was like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> sat on the floor. Sat, sat on the floor, out. like drifting nice, in and out of consciousness. Nice photo of you in that somewhere. Uh, yeah, my Instagram. <laughs> if you go back five years on my Instagram, you will find me <laughs> in Repex. Um, but anyway, it was, it was his turn. And because he just puked, I was like, Danny, you need to film him. I've got this vision of the mechanical bull spinning around and him just projectile vomiting in this beautiful spiral, yeah. this colourful kind of uh, <laughs> puke going everywhere. All these kids getting like showered in it because it wasn't just us there. It was like a normal night of like... Yeah, it's got guests, like a normal excursion. Yeah. as well. Um, so he gets on the ball tries to jump on Wait. slides off straight yeah, away goes down the other side yeah everyone's like oh we're rep on. x rep x what are you doing laughing at everyone that'd been on the sangria wagon with him were like oh he's i was funny. terrified that he was gonna throw up so danny was recording mm -hmm. yeah and so the mechanical ball starts to spin with rep x on it and our manager was there oh, we'll yeah. call him manager t <laughs> um <laughs> yeah Cryptic. Um, yeah. Uh, he's brummy. <laughs> Even more cryptic. <laughs> anyway, he starts spinning around and everyone's going, ooh. And the girl operating this mechanical bull is going, you all right? You all right? And Rep X is going, ah, I'm getting really awesome, dizzy. Awesome. Whoa. Yeah. And um, so suddenly he's spinning around and around and around and the bull stops. He carries on a little bit, so he shifts around 45 degrees off the bull, and so his backside was facing us. All of us, yeah. And it stops with his backside pointing our direction. He had a uh, like an oval-shaped poo stain yeah. in his shorts. Beige shorts. In his beige shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and manager T goes, he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> It's absolutely made it. Yeah. Yeah. Was, everyone was on the floor. That's how I funny it was. I have laughed everyone. that hard in my whole life. Anyway, that's not the end of the story. That's where you stop filming. Yeah. Um, 
Incidentally, that has got like a quarter of a million views on my YouTube channel mm -hmm. and it went off to Fail Army where tens of millions of people saw it. Um, just beautiful stuff. Um, uh, guy craps himself on a mechanical bull. Search it on YouTube if you want to see this. Um, but anyway, listen, th that's not the end of the story because we had to take Rep X mm -hmm. off the mechanical bull. Yeah. Um, out to the car park to manage a T's car where he had some spare uniform mm -hmm. yeah. and we had to change, change his, his shitty yeah. underpants and shorts. Yeah, me and you, like as apparently as fresh... team leaders, that's where that's our job. Yeah, it's like, it's, and this is where it came from. Daddy Ant, yeah. <laughs> Daddy Ant and Mummy Danny yeah. will change you if you shit yourself <laughs> on an excursion. <laughs> so there you go. And that's, that's, um, that's one of the top stories that of all of the, the decade I had yeah. of repping, that's the, the one story and then that to, will never And then forget. to contradict what I said before about drinking with your reps, I know it was on an excursion, but then I carried on drinking, drunk too much, was dancing, and we'd been dancing for about, we were doing like, the they do like a song song and dance section, don't yeah. they? They get you up to do line dancing. Yeah. So we were all line dancing. We had been doing other dancing for, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes. And then I took one step back during a line dance and sprained my ankle. Yeah, after work for two weeks. Yeah. Sick I couldn't, note. I couldn't, um, they wouldn't even let me, like, I only put a bandage on it, didn't they? Mm. But then, um, I went back to work at, uh, probably too early. I was walking, going around on crutches and then um, went back to the gym. And, and then, then twisted your ankle again. <laughs> twisted my ankle again and they put it in a cast. Yeah. And they were like, you cannot be trusted. Yeah. You and your <laughs> chalk ankles. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes you have to do investigations and disciplinaries for kind of silly behaviour. I think some, sometimes the, the staff, like we were talking about earlier, don't know what to do with this newly found sense of freedom. And they go out and they, they drink a lot and maybe they make stupid mistakes and just silly decisions that they, they make when they're out and about. Um, so things that you've done investigations for, like one of the things I remember is I've done a couple for our staff sleeping with guests and that's always been a big no-no it's always been one of those things that you're like do not do this yeah it's, from the beginning you're like do not do this they hear it in like training. they watch shows like i beat the weekender and they're like yeah shag the guests yeah, yeah that's all totally cool but it's never been no, no that's like not since, that's since we've done it probably in the 80s and 90s yeah but that is yeah it's such a big like no you yeah. don't do this and if you do you're going to be in trouble kind yeah. of thing having to hold investigations and disciplinaries for that kind of behavior was frustrating because you're just like have a bit of common sense mm. i know that we what i want you to have a good time i want you to enjoy your season but i want you to remember that you are here for work the mad the thing time. is right when you're in that job in that position right there is an abundance of people you don't have to shag people in your hotel because there's so many more people that you know it's like the forbidden fruit in it don't yeah. eat this apple and everyone's like well, I might just eat that apple yeah I think so I think and because that's the kind that's the people they see as well mm. it's different it depends what kind of hotel you're working in true because if it's a gold hotel yeah. you don't want to be sleeping with anyone there <laughs> exactly alright um, Auntie Mabel get on this yeah <laughs> um, unless you're going to join the, the swingers club in 
That's a thing. Are you gonna are you gonna talk about that? Are you saving <laughs> that for a later episode? <laughs> Maybe we'll have to save that. It's a bit of a longer, a longer episode. The Levante Hotel in Mallorca yeah. has a uh, swingers club. Swingers club. They every, come every out year. every year. They invite every entertainer that ends up working there. They end up trying to invite them to their swingers yep. club, especially the the young lads, as they call them, that work yeah. there. Um, I don't know because we've so we've known a lot of the entertainment teams that have passed through the Levante so, Hotel. It's so awkward when they when they turn up, and we forget every year to kind of pre warn them yeah. that around this time of year you're gonna have a bunch of old horny people in that will want to sleep with you, and they've got no filter. No. They'll just be like, "Do you fancy uh, fancy coming back to the room for a shag? Have a go on the misses." Yeah, and then these guys are like, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> Because these are gold entertainers, they're, yeah. they're not your like kind of lads, 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 lads. Yeah. They're um, they're musical theatre trained. Yeah. They are yeah. um, from nice parts of the country usually. Usually, yeah, yeah. So it's always a bit of a shock for them. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the last summer we did, I completely forgot. Yeah. It was my hotel as an ends manager, and I forgot to tell them. And they like, I don't even know if they messaged me or they were like, "When yeah. are you coming in? We need to speak to you." Yeah. And the next time I went in for like a team meeting, they were like, this has happened. The thing is, because you... They were just laughing about it. We, we've been there a few years. And so they recognised yeah. the managers from coming back year after year. So when they say, oh, hi, Danny, you're like, no, it's not because the yeah. reason that you think they know me, that's why they know me. That's not the reason they know me. Yeah, it's just <laughs> worked in Mallorca a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they don't always come out on holiday as like a group of 10. They, they do just come on holiday as a couple. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're right, answers. Have you still got that rash, mate? Oh, it's like no. cream work. No, <laughs> uh, no. no. just say anyone that, that is interested in that the the rash has gone. Good. Yeah. 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 Happy about that. <laughs> um. So yeah, the, unfortunately, staff do cross the line sometimes. They do yeah. get wasted. You know, I've had team members who I've managed get wasted in work and. Or in between work. The, the, the tough thing is because, yeah, in between work. So the split shifts, you can't, yeah. it's basic common sense. You can't do a split shift, work in the morning, go out in the afternoon, go to the beach, get wasted, and then come in yeah. for your evening duties and be fine. Yeah. That that would seem common sense to most people. But for like you say, for these people that have had freedom for the first time, it's not freedom from consequences, unfortunately. Yeah. So you do have to bollock those. But there was one lad who got, wasted um he was an entertainer he was an entertainment team leader and he ended up drinking at the start of the night during the kids disco and this is the thing in in the hotels i was managing there were family hotels so you had young families there with children anywhere from a few months old up to their mm. i'd say early mid teenage years yeah. something like that so you're on stage to an audience that are already like yeah. very impressionable. Yeah, but what had happened as well, they'd gone out because it was near, right at the end of season. Yeah, it was like it was end really, of September or something really like that. It was close to the end of season and they, they knew that they probably wouldn't get much time as a team so they'd gone out for a meal. So mm. everyone had had a drink, mm. but like it's acceptable if you only have, you have like... Like if you've had a glass of wine with your meal, yeah, that would have been fine. Exactly, yeah. I think this guy had had about three or four bottles of wine. By the time it got to, yeah, like, I don't know, kid, the, the kids' disco element. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I but I was in that night and Sometime. I was I was part of the show and you were yeah, you were in the audience to observing. observe. Yeah. And 
this dude was so wasted. And at the end of the night, the team leader will generally take everyone off, uh, introduce like the, the team. This is the, the childcare team. This is the rep team. This is the entertainment team. Everyone will take a bow. Um, introduce me as the manager and stuff like that. And then, but as he was introducing me, I'd, I'd seen and heard everything up to this point. And he was slurring his words. He was staggering about on stage. People were shouting out, Oi, he's pissed. Um, drop someone during one of the, sh the yeah he picked well. someone up and um, his one, girlfriend during actually during one of the dances yeah at the time picked her up and almost just completely over rotated and dropped her on her face like over the shoulder sort yeah. of thing that would have been horrendous if that had happened but um, the next day I I said listen you got, you've got to come in um, I, I tried calling him early doors mm. like 10am something like that it's early yeah, for day, you, yeah. um didn't answer, didn't answer. Came in mid-afternoon and he, he was like, what's up? As if last night had not happened at yeah. all. And I was like, dude, what do you mean? What's up? You've really dropped a bollock on this one. It's, I, I mean, he'd, he'd also as well, what was really frustrating was he'd gone through all of the process to be promoted. I'd coached him um, through the promotion process, how to, you know, really interview nail an interview, interview, all of his coursework. Um he was getting promoted yeah, and he did that and he was already on a warning because he'd been doing just over the last the winter the, he'd been doing something yeah in, in the winter before uh, he was in he Thailand was, he was on a I think it must have been a final Britain yeah so. it was um, and, and I really couldn't ignore it because yeah. of the environment of the hotel of, of that many kids and it's been and such a successful and, season as well it's such a shame yeah. that that one decision to act like that mm. When he when it was a like a team show performance night that he knew you was going to be there especially yeah. and I just decided to go because it was team yeah. show night to have a watch because it's always a normally always it's a really fun. good night. It's a laugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a shame. Yeah, but uh, but I mean that that's one of those ones where you think oh it's just it's all fun and games and what does a manager do and all that sort of stuff. Well, actually, sometimes the manager has to to do with the the stuff that. They don't really want to do, mm -hmm. but yeah. that they have to do to maintain. And uh, it's not the, the fun side of, of the job, is nah. it? Doing like investigations and disciplinaries, but it was part of the necessary. Job. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, we've been lucky enough to do it for a long enough time uh, that we've seen some amazing places yeah. my personal favorite has got to be lapland yes definitely it was such a like i know you had actually been before mm. the when we went together but it was my first time and it was just incredible like it's everything that you dream it's going to be like from what everyone else tells you and the chance to be able to be there for what is it like six weeks just about yeah yeah because yeah, we include, were home including before training yeah and... we were home before new year weren't yeah. we on that one but we were there obviously over christmas and people that go on holiday there always have an incredible time, yeah. but they're always only there for three or four days in our resorts yeah. that we worked in. We only obviously worked in the one, but across all of the resorts we had staff in, and there's so much to do that we were never bored of things to do. I know that we're working alongside it, but there was always stuff to do and getting the chance to experience all of the excursions in Lapland, getting to do the snowmobiles, the huskies, mm. the reindeers, and like we where we were in Saratoga, um, we had the longest toboggan, didn't we? The yeah. run. Yeah. Um 
And that was incredible because that was like one of the first things we did. We were all wearing our, most of us were all wearing our own ski gear that we'd brought rather than wearing our uniform on that first night where we had everyone from our team because there were six of us in mm -hmm. total um, that worked in the area. And well, so the four of us in our hotel especially. And, you know, we just spent that first night after that crazy long coach journey from from where we'd started. Where was we when we started? We flew into Helsinki. Then we got another plane to Rovaniemi. Yeah. And then from Rovaniemi, we had to get on a coach, coach to Saraselka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was that was actually more fun than it should have been yeah, because we got we had a few drinks on we that. We did, yeah, playing games. Weren't we? we yeah. were like the only people on the on the coach. Yeah. You know, pretty much the whole way. Yeah. But yeah, and our this I I know that it changed a couple of years after we'd been there, but the first year, the way the year that we've been, they opened a new Santa experience, didn't they? Mm -hmm. In it was a really remote location. Yeah. And you had to go there by coach and then you had to get off and get on the sled. Yeah. And get pulled around because they had to keep the, the location secret. Yeah. And then you got to meet all the elves. The the shaman. The shaman. You got to meet Flash and was it Bang? The, the new reindeer. reindeers, yeah, yeah. There's like a crash they site. They crashed the sled. Where they'd crash there was the air sled. traffic control. Air traffic control. Yeah, it was so. And then obviously, uh, Santa was yeah. there. The real Santa. The real Santa. Bit um, boe that fella. <laughs> the longest beard. Yeah. And the satellite because the, the, the sky yeah. was so clear that you could see all the stars but you could always see the satellite going around and around yeah so the international space station would whip round once every however many minutes yeah. like because because where we were up at the north pole it would come through a lot yeah it was there so much and so especially we were there on christmas eve um and um, we were telling everyone that it was yeah. Uh, it, oh yeah, because we had the, the app, had the app on our phone, and we'd be like, "Guys, come outside now! You you can see Santa flying across the sky." And it was yeah. the International Space Station, but because it was just a, a really large bright dot, and it was yeah. going so fast across the sky, everyone bought into it. Yeah. All the parents were like, "Oh, can you see? Can you see?" Yeah, and then th the times before that, we just said it was the reindeer practicing, didn't we? Yeah, because any time that we were at the it wasn't on Christmas we were like oh the reindeer are just practicing that yeah. was really cute I just loved everything about that land I know I've always loved Christmas like I love the family element of Christmas but Lapland was just insane about how like cute everything is yeah and I got a little bit bored of Christmas dinners all the time <laughs> I didn't that's like, <laughs> I fucking loved it Christmas dinners twice a week oh it's so good and those Christmas chocolates the Christmas chocolates that the children used to pretty much force feed us yeah it's great they? They, we would go up and get a couple because we knew we couldn't have too I'm, many I swear to god and they used to bring two over, stone they used to bring over these huge bowls of chocolates for us and they'd be like we got these for you because we know you like it and we were like oh my god I'm going to eat them all yeah like, I'm going to the the, it was better than Cadbury's chocolate, that stuff. It I don't was, know what the brand was. I know, it was quite, we, yeah, I should have remembered. I wouldn't be able to eat it now anyway, but it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then in Mallorca, I'd say getting to go on the excursions there. So Pirates has got to be one I of the best shows. I fucking love Pirates. Yeah. The thing is, we've done Pirates so many because how many years total did we do Mallorca? Was it three years, four years? I did it there? four because I was 14. I was 14 before because we were separate that yeah. year and then 15 and then 17, 18. Yeah. But the, because when we first went, I just loved the spectacle of it. Yeah. Eating your chicken leg and yeah. the chips and all that. By the time it was 2017 and we did that start of season thing. Oh yeah. Maybe it was 16. It was 18 I but think, I, when I, we were on the Pirates. I, I fully, we, we went to watch the Pirate show with our yeah. teams. 
um, as like a, a kickoff, welcome to Mallorca thing. Yeah. And because we'd seen it so much already up to that point, I fully went as like a pirate. <laughs> I had a bandana, I had an eye patch, I had my beard plaited in like a pirate sort of Johnny Depp thing going on. When I was getting there, or I was drinking like sangria and like chucking it on people. And yeah. I, I, I love that. But the, the next year we weren't, we couldn't really do that because we, as our welcome to Mallorca thing, we had to get on stage. Yeah. And like that, that was amazing as well. Being on the being pirate stage, stage. Yeah. It was because the couple of years before we'd done Sonoma. Yeah. And like as our introduction, and that's an impressive stage. And we yeah. had to uh, like walk out onto that stage. And then to do pirates as well was, was really, it was really fun. Yeah. It was a good experience to be able to say I've presented on my stage. Yeah. Like, that stage at pirates is super bouncy. It's really bouncy, Like I didn't yeah. expect that when we walked out and I was like, oh, there's a bit of spring in this. Yeah. You like can walk dance, like a like spaceman, a like, like a, yeah. bound onto the stage. Yeah. And then when we got out there, Gymnastics like, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's Blackbeard! <laughs> yeah! If you've, uh, if you've never been to see Pirates of Mallorca, you should definitely go and see it if you're going to Mallorca. It's amazing. Soon. Obviously not soon, soon, but... Yeah, maybe fun. maybe put it in your diary for 2021. Yeah, yeah. And then... If, I tell you what, if they've got any acting roles and anyone from Pirates hears this... <laughs> I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> I'm not available. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. Any any I listen. There's a fella in Pirates, right? And his only job, as far as I could tell, was to have another fella balance on top of his head. <laughs> I could do that. I've got a big fat neck. I'm strong as fuck. I can climb up some rigging with a fella balanced on my head. Yeah. No problem. If anyone from Pirates is this, get in touch. <laughs> give me a call. Tweet me at Ant Canavan. Okay. Um, and then lastly, I'd say when we were working in roads, there was because. Not only did you get to explore the beautiful like country of Rhodes, you got to we got to go across to Turkey. Um, that was actually when my mum and stepdad were visiting, um, and we just like shall we go to Turkey for one day. <laughs> yeah, why not? Like get it was an excursion, some, wasn't it? It was a day trip. Yeah, get ourselves some cheap trainers. Yeah, actually, but when we got over there, they weren't cheap at all. Not at all. No, it was. And no Turkey one would, has lost its. They wouldn't haggle either, would they? They would no. just. They were like, no, they're this much, and you're like, but I thought you were this, supposed to. This is supposed to be Turkey. Me. What the fuck are you doing? This yeah. is not. A, this is not how it works. There wasn't many kind of market style stalls anymore. It was. It was very much just like, like little shops. Yeah. And yeah, they they had set prices and they whereas before when I worked in Turkey back in 2012, it was there were still little shops, but it was mostly market. And on the days that we would go into the city, the closest city to us, and you'd go around, you could haggle and get a better price. And you'd walk away and they would agree to whatever price you've said. A lot of the time you don't necessarily need it, so it's not a big thing if you walk away without it. But this, when we went, they were like, no, that's the price. And you'd walk away, they just didn't care. Yeah, you give a shit. I'm like, how are you going to make any money yeah. <laughs> if you're charging that much money for stuff for your, that's not real? For your Fruit of the Loom t-shirt that has a Gucci badge on it. Yeah. Like, I'm not paying 50 euros exactly, for that. They wanted, like, I remember they wanted, um, like, a, it was like an Adidas hoodie or a jumper. I think I still have it, but they wanted 40, 40 euros for it. Yeah. And I was like... There is no way I'm paying yeah. 40 euros. What were you saying not, to them? You're I'll buy it for 40 pounds. You're off your nut, mate. Less. I'm here for some bargains. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It's just, 
yeah, you could buy the real thing for literally the same the price, same price and what they were charging. Yeah. But uh, it was a good opportunity to actually go somewhere somewhere else. Like yeah, no, Marmarsh was beautiful as well. Yeah, I've never been a, to that part of Turkey yeah. before. Um, like properly, I know that I'd stayed over there once on a nice fun visa trip when I worked in Turkey, but I never got, didn't get to explore Marmaris properly. Well, you got in trouble. Do you remember when we flew into Rhodes and we had to divert because we couldn't land, it was too windy? Yeah. So we had to fly into... Into Turkey. Into yeah. Turkey, was it? Uh, Dalaman, maybe? Yeah, somewhere. I don't know. I don't remember uh, the airport, but it was a Turkish airport. And when we landed, I they weren't expecting us. They weren't expecting anyone. And you got you got taken into a side room know, by the police. Like, interrogated. But it was just because I had a she had, she had half a kilo of cocaine up her ass. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm, al <laughs> I'm allergic. Um, <laughs> I, to things uh, up your ass. <laughs> that explains a lot, kid. <laughs> no, I had worked in Turkey and my that passport at the time, I can now have a new one. It's not got the the work visa in it. Yeah. So I'd worked in Turkey in 2012 where we had to get all these kind of stamps and loads of different visas to work there. And that's what they stopped me for because I'd been in the country before for yeah. obviously a, a questionable amount of time. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a work visa, but they yeah. just had to check it out. And then it, while I was waiting in that room, two more people that uh, were going to the road holiday village to work had also worked in Turkey and had exactly the same thing happen to them. <laughs> and I was like, they, they obviously they're taking that shit in. seriously. Yeah, but we we were free to go. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Could have left you in Turkey. Had a great time. You would have missed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we'll wrap it up there. Ah, <laughs> I just got poked in the ribs. We're talking about faking it. Uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, so that was the end of part two of our overseas podcast and episode three of Hot Topic with Ant and Danny. As always, if you want to tweet in with some hot topics you want us to discuss, please do. A uh, big shout out to everyone that's listened to the, the previous episodes of the podcast. Yeah, thanks um, very much. Loving that you're supporting us. And thank, yes, as Danny said, thank you very much. It does mean a lot. Only if like 20 people listen per episode, that's fine. 20 people? 20 people that you know doing this to just get through these tough times it's something for us to do as a creative yeah. outlet because the comedy club is shut yeah um, because normally I'm up on stage <laughs> you're making announcements introducing the talent on that's true yeah yeah otherwise you're getting screamed at by drunk scouse women yeah, that's another thing. Uh, are you kicking us out because we're just having a laugh? I thought she was a comedy club. You're not allowed to have a laugh in a comedy club. No, you are not, ma'am. Please <laughs> <take> leave, <laughs> is what I say. Yeah. And then they realise I am not Scouse Which and they just, hate me. Just makes it worse. <laughs> Instantly hate me. Just makes it worse. It does. I just, yeah. I'm looking forward to going back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah, like, I same. Need I need it. I need that same. outlet. <laughs> Uh, Alright then, that's the end of the Hot Topic with Anz and Danny for this episode. Thanks very much for listening and we will see you in episode four. Bye.